When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Sue L. She had a fearless sports bra on here earlier. Okay, do you need this or you got it? I don't know what the question is, but... No, just pick up the microphone. Hi, I'm Sue. <laughs> do you want me to tell you or you No, just I'm just going to come up with another question yeah, right now because go. I feel like there was so much spoken about here and it's funny you bring up the fearless sports bra because I am not so fearless. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I think that's that's something I like to portray, but when it comes to the trust and believe... I can put it out there, but I don't know if I really trust and believe it for me. So I guess my question is, I don't know if it's really a question. Maybe we could just have a talk. <laughs> that's awesome, too. Um, Here, let me say I, something, because you. Uh, I just want to say something. So you did wear a I sports did. bra that yeah. said fearless on yeah. it. So why did you put that on? Actually, Monica Lopez gave it to me. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so that's why. Yeah. But you, but you did look in the mirror to see how it looked on you. Um, I did. And you did read the words. I'll be honest. It's much easier for me to believe that you believe that Monica or someone else believes in me mm-hmm. because the difficult part is believing in myself, whether it was a 100-pound weight loss or regrowing my hair after it all fell out from alopecia or the 40 shingles outbreaks that I get and I still push through. It's the belief that other people have, but I still don't know if I believe it in me. Mm-hmm. That so was you, a lot though. No, it's fine. So you just said, you just, you just said three things. <laughs> you just, <laughs> let's not use hum- humor to deflect. No, like okay. So sweating. you just, you just said three things, yeah. right? You just said three things that you basically overcame and are overcoming, right? But you still don't believe. No. Let me ask you a question. When you were losing that 100 pounds, did you connect to the 100 pounds or did you just try to get to the number? No, I had no idea if I was going to actually get to the number. I just kept going. I just kept going. Okay. So there's your fearlessness right there. And there's your power. You have the superpower of superpower (laughs) of keeping on. You know, like we used to say back where I grew up, like, keep on keeping on, right? Keep on keeping on. So you, you have it. It's there. You have the superpower of consistency, but you have to connect to the consistency, right? And it could be deeper, right? Maybe we don't have time to get there today. But what we do have is we have the receipts. (laughs) We have the receipts. We have 100 receipts from the weight loss. 
We have the hair from getting through the alopecia. We have the tears from the belief. You might not think those tears are from belief, but those tears are from belief because you're still here today, right? And you have the sports bra that you wore earlier that you can always go back to and be like, I wore it. Because let me tell you something, not a lot of people are gonna wear a sports bra after a hundred pound weight loss, right? So there's something. But we also have, you're, you're very funny. And I know you utilize that because you, that's your personality. But sometimes I feel like you utilize it to deflect from some sort of pain. So here's the thing. It's also okay to cry. I cry so much. And it's okay. And connect to all of that. But here's what I want you to do. Because um, we, you know, I can't get there now. We probably have to spend a good time at the Transformation Center to get there. But some people, when they lose a lot of weight, and maybe this is not you, but I will say it to people out there. A lot of people, when people lose a lot of weight, I remember someone telling me, like, I never want to see that person again. And I'm like, Why? Because the picture I showed at the end of Transform 20, the first day, I'm like, that is my homie. The eight-year-old that was molested, like for me, I think little Shawnee every single day. And I think people forget about the person that they were, the 100 pounds that they were. They forget about the person that was abused or like that negative thing that has happened to. They forget about them because they wanted to run away from the situation. But you forget that that person is still inside of you and that person is still driving you forward. Mm. Can we get a tissue? Because without, without that person, we wouldn't exist. So sometimes I say, like, turn around and be like, Sue, like 100-pound Sue that did that first workout or ate that, that first healthy meal. Like when you look in the mirror, like sometimes we say, well, I don't want to see the, I don't want to see the, the fat person that was there. No, like you need to talk to Sue and be like, thank you. Because that is okay. Like, don't forget about her. Because sometimes even in our most ripped state or in our, in our, like the best place we are now, we still need that person. I need her. When people give me compliments, it's so uncomfortable to take her. Go to her. It's probably because you try to get rid of her. And she's like right there. She's like right there. Right? Like the strongest person you'll ever know. Let me ask you a question. And you might have to pick up the mic, and I know it's a lot to ask you this. Let's, let's, let's go back to Sue on day one. What was Sue thinking on day one when she was like, I need to do this? Put the mic up. I know it's hard, but. Sue on day one was thinking, I don't want to live like this anymore. And there has to be a better way. There just has to. And if I can't find it now, will I ever be able to find it? Sue on day one was so afraid. And I think I was so afraid of failing. And I just had to keep going harder and harder, so I didn't. And Sue on day one, and Sue, and Sue today are still that same person. Okay, so we, we, we know it's Sue on day one. So now Sue today, talk to Sue on day one. 
Sue. <laughs> I know it's funny, but yo, we gotta get there somehow, yo. We gotta get there somehow. You are strong. You are powerful. You are capable. You never have to be afraid of change because staying who you are just won't serve you anymore. So now Sue and Sue are connected. Always know that she's there. She can help you believe that you can do it. And you can help her to prove to her that she can do it. One day at a time. One day at a time. All right. Um, do you know your question? Do you want, <laughs> yes, you want it or do you want to go? I'm crying because it's so Do you want to go? Do you want to just go with your feeling or you want to ask this question that we have here? Oh, yeah. Go ahead and ask. Okay. I'm going to let you read it. It's number four. No, no, I can't. Okay. All right. So <laughs> Pilar's question is, it's getting personal. How do you prefer to spend your days when you aren't working? What do you do with your family and how do you take days off? from work, fitness. Why did you ask that question? I should ask you why. Because we know what you do every day. Yeah. And we see your, it's work, work, work. Work, 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 work. <laughs> um, that's, thank you. Okay, I can answer this question quickly. Uh, you know, on the days off, I, I really split them 50-50 with either the boys, Scott, or I would say the boys and Scott, or the boys and both. So some days I take off, and when I take those days off, I'll take one of the boys somewhere with me, so we have one. I have one-on-one -on -one time with them. It's just really incredible when they're not together. Um, it's so interesting how the connection is super strong. Yeah, like uh, you know, I went to the mall one day with Silas. It was fun, or I took him to Smashburger. Yeah, yeah, like just like we do these things and we just connect. And you know, sometimes maybe it's just I. I will literally put them in there. They have this wagon. It's called this Veer wagon. And I walked them around the block and I'll do it one at a time just so I can talk to them and they can hear my voice. So that's one day when I have time, I'll do that. Um, the other time, what I'll do is I'll spend with Scott. I'm like, let's do something without the boys. Like, it's okay if we go away for two days. Like, Vegas is really close. I never was a gambler, but now, and I still don't gamble, but <laughs> Vegas is really close. And they have amazing spas and I can go to any restaurant and the rooms are big and they're cheap. <laughs> so I go, you know, we go to Vegas and we have time and then I just spend time with myself um and it's just it's really good like that's what I do on my days off I spend it like most of it's with my entire family or individuals and then the other times are with me I do it. I think it's for, or I do naked coffee photos <laughs> we know those <laughs> oh Therese do you know your question or you want me to 15 I think you should ask that question. You got it. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Um, whenever you say the word molested, it just comes back. Um, but also, we're all humans, and we're all coming from different places, different religion, different cultures. How? Where do you find your source of forgiveness? Uh, the source of forgiveness is you. Like, you have to forgive yourself first because a lot of times when people, when something happens to people like that, 
they think it's their fault. Like for me, I thought it was my fault. I thought it was something that I did or the way I was as a person that this person chose, chose me. So I had to be like, you're not the victim here. Like it's not your fault. Like this didn't happen because of you. Um, the other thing is, and this is really hard, some people are like, and you might hear this a lot. Uh, this is going to be a little humorous, but I don't mean to be funny. I watch the ID channel a lot. And you hear some of the families say, well, you know, I had to forgive that person for killing someone in my family. And it sounds really crazy to a lot of people who haven't experienced that. But I had to forgive the person who molested me in order so I could move on. Because it doesn't matter what kind of hate you carry when you carry hate hate is going to carry you and it's going to be a part of you. Um, and my molester actually was dying and asked if I could come see him. And I said, no, I'm like, I forgive you, but I'm not blessing you with my presence. Right. And so, and then I had a friend, I had to break up with a friend before because they were just causing havoc in my life. And, and for me, I forgave them for being crazy to me. But I sent them away with walking papers. I gave them a book. I said, "Hey, this this book right here helped change my life, and I know it can be. I know it can change your too. Change yours too. You've proven to be an amazing person, but you're not for me, right? Now, it's up to you to really go deep inside and chip away at the hate and the pain. And it takes a long time for some people. It may not for others. For me, it took about." 30 years, 25, 30 years, right? And it's a long time. But every single time you chip away at one piece, it just becomes lighter and lighter. And that's why I say it's not about the weight, it's about the baggage you carry in your life, right? And so um, you don't have to forgive them now. Maybe you don't have to have to ever forgive them, but you have to forgive yourself and know that whatever it was, it wasn't your fault. Does that help or no? Or you want more? You can say something else. That's the hardest part. I feel like um, telling yourself it was not your fault it takes years. Mm -hmm. And you keep going back to destroying yourself. Mm -hmm. um, when you say destroying yourself, so I have a question. Are there people around you, you have two children, and you have an amazing husband, because I saw photos of them, and you talked about him. Are you destroying them? No. OK, cool. What about, what, do you, do you, are you a part of any businesses? Do you work? Do you have friends? Right now, I'm a stay-at-home mom just doing beach body coaching. But you give people good energy. Oh, yeah. So you're not waking up and destroying people. I love energy. Right, okay. So, you're, so every, the energy you're putting out is great. So life is like algebra. Like what you do on one side, you're doing on the other, right? Mm -hmm. And so you're giving out goodness. I can promise you you're not destroying, you're not destroying other people. Right. So that same energy that you're putting out, just know it's coming from somewhere. It's coming from the internal you. So it's there like the goodness is there. You have to chip away. You have to find that way mm -hmm. to say it's not me. Like this is not me because everything I'm doing is 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 goodness. Mm -hmm. Right. But it's tough. It is. It's hard. And it's OK to cry and it's OK to go through it. Is your husband support supportive? 100%. Yeah. Because I've told, I told this story in my book. Um, I talk about my book a lot, but I told a lot. Um, you know, I woke up at 2 o'clock in the morning starting a fight with Scott, you know, because that was about the time I was molested. And he didn't leave. Thank you. Right? Thank you. He didn't leave. Sure. 
because he could sense like so, something's not that's not you it's okay to live in that space even though people tell you you shouldn't act like that it's okay to live in that space as long as you're working on it so therapy meditation whatever it is that works for you attack it go for it do it you will thank you thank you next question jennifer b come on up you're the next contestant on trust and believe all right you want me to read the question or you want to read the question um, 16 can, or you know the question i can I know okay it, go yeah. i'm going to answer this fast i'm not not trying not to give you not little time it. but you got it. Okay. i appreciate it okay so just um how do you deal with you know, you're the closest people around you not having, not being on that same mindset that you are as far as, you know, I know you have your, your team and obviously they are, but you know, you, you love them, they love you, but they're just not on that same fitness and nutrition. They don't get it. They support you, but you do your thing and I do my thing and okay. just kind of, how do you deal with yeah. that? Yeah. You just answer the question, let them do their thing. Like, don't be a fitness bully right? because everybody has a life. Everybody knows what they should and should not do. Some people are the thing that they're going to connect to is your happiness. Right. And it happens most of the time. That person will be like, hey, so should I work out with you today? Like, I want to try that. And if they say, I want to work out, but I don't want to do what you do, say, okay, cool. What do you want to do? You want to walk? You want to play tennis? You want to play kickball? You want to play badminton? Like, you know what I mean? Sometimes, sometimes people look at it as like, oh, my gosh, that's too hard. And they feel like less than because you're, you're living this life. But... If they are open to the conversation, it's okay for you to say, well, let's do what you want to do. Like, if you could work out every day, it doesn't have to be in a form of push-ups, jumps, and a little shanty, right? It could be walking around the block, putting on some music. It could be, it could be again, going to play basketball, right? And if, if it's somebody who you love and you're close to, you're like, I can't play basketball, but I can throw you the ball. You know what I mean? Why you dribble a little bit, right? It doesn't have to be working out, but it can be some sort of movement and fun. It could be golf. Right? It doesn't have to be what we think fitness is. It just has to be something that makes them feel good. And then once they start to feel good, their nutrition will change. They'll feel good. They'll try to get on your, they'll try to get on your level, but not on your level of what you do, just matching your energy and the energy you put into your health. Okay. Thank, Thank you. you. I got you. Okay. This I, is me and Meredith's time. <laughs> time we got this. Okay. No. Um, no, I'm really interested. Um, I've been an entrepreneur basically my whole adult career, and I have a spouse that I've been with for my whole adult, adult career, you know, <laughs> and I love him very much. I wish he could be here. We also have two boys, but I want to know how other entrepreneurs, you talk about relating to Scott, your husband, and, and just how spouses work together, and I, on a higher level, yeah. daily. Yes. And I want to know what you do because I'm so interested to see what other couples do. I mean, you know, when you're together and you have two children. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. What Scott and I do is I try not to work with him. And I, <laughs> and I don't mean that to be funny. Like what, what I realize is when we, as much as we love each other and we are best friends, but as much as the more you do together and then you come home together, Scott is the kind of person like I have to, I had to find out like he feels free being in his own space. Mm -hmm. Like, he'll disappear. Ask Chip and Sam. Most of the time I go in there, I'm like, where does Scott go? And I have to understand, like, that's his thing. The, also, I had to stop being involved in what he does and try to micromanage what he does. Like, he does contracts. He does money. He does relationships and business partnerships and manages other people. I have no interest in any of that, right? <laughs> but, he does, but we do work together enough so that our communication and 
And I mean, you know, and we communicate in two different ways. And I know, I know how this. Scott is so dry boots. And what I mean by dry boots, like I'm super, super excited about life. And he's like, yeah, like this is it. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, can we get, can we get a little energy? So first of all, it's knowing, knowing them, are like knowing the way they work. And secondly, it's like, how much time can you spend together? And you can really work together and really have your own departments and come together when you need to. Um, the other thing is working with, uh, my spouse is like, we have a rule. Six o'clock, it's over. Like, work is done. You know what I mean? Because we have to give our time. And if you do need, if you need to work overtime, then you got to do something else overtime, okay? <laughs> right. But, um, no, but, you know, you just have to, you have to set boundaries. And it's not even boundaries. You just have to, you just, like, again, we're in a locker room. So you're like, okay, what's our play for the day, mm -hmm. right? You have, to, you have to look at it not as, like, I'm trying to change what you do. Or I'm trying to change how you are. Mm -hmm. Like, you married him for a reason, or you know, you guys had kids together for a reason. So that's that's the most important. Like whenever, go ahead. Is there anything that you do particularly every single day? You say you connect on a higher level. Is there anything that you do? Like I always make sure I tell Scott I love him. You know, or you know, I, yeah. certain things that you do on a day to day basis to feel that extra connection. Yes, every single day. First thing we do before we walk in our boys room mm -hmm. we give each other a kiss okay. it's you don't we you do not go to try and connect with them before we connect with each other mm -hmm. the, the last thing we do at night when we close their door when we put them down we give each other a high five mm -hmm. so there's a kiss in the morning no it's true no it is such it is such a small thing but it means so much to both of us unless one of us has to run to the bathroom because we've been holding it for a while like <laughs> We give each other high, we give each other a kiss in the morning and a high five at night, and I'm telling you, it is, it seems so minimal to a lot of people, but that moment of connection is so powerful because most of the time when you have kids, especially as young as ours are or like any age, you're looking down, like our entire life is looking down, and so we try not to look down a lot. We talk to each other, and you know, and uh, and and we do that like. Before we walk in that room, it's like, you know what I mean? Like, give me that kiss. <laughs> Every high five at night. It's, it's so great. So I think that with, for you and your spouse, it's like, what is, how do you start your day? The other thing is we don't leave the house without ever giving each other a kiss. It doesn't matter if we are, like, not speaking for that day, which doesn't really happen, but if he got on my nerves a little bit, right? It happens. <laughs> but we still, like, you kiss before you leave the house. It doesn't matter how mad you are. It doesn't matter what you're holding on to. You give each other a kiss before you leave the house. It breaks the tension. You know that movie that says a thin line between love and hate? It's so true. Because most of the time, you're arguing about nothing anyway. Like, it could be sob with a little something, something. Just like 10 minutes or something. You know what I mean? So just, like, you just have to constantly connect like connect 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 but we do have those that morning and evening connection which is literally it bookends Solid. our day mm -hmm. and it makes everything great yeah. it really does thank you thank yeah. you ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Do you do you know your question? I think so. Okay, cool. Hello. What is the scariest things that you have done in your life and how you overcame that fear? The scariest thing that I've done in my life and how to overcome that fear. Oh my gosh. Um so this is going to sound really crazy to a lot of you. It's going to sound crazy crazy crazy. But Every, not okay when i when i teach a workout on stage i'm like i'm good if i ever have to speak in front of people it is a nightmare did you notice i went in the bathroom right before i came out here i looked in that mirror and i said breathe, <laughs> breathe. it is like it's so crazy the other thing but i love it right so now i'm good like i'm not nervous anymore the other thing is dancing dancing is so second nature to me it is like my life but every single time before i went out on stage I literally thought I was going to lose my mind. Like I was just like, I don't know the steps. Like I'm not even going to be able to move. What if, what if all of a sudden I don't have rhythm anymore, right? It's in your mind. Right, it's in my mind. Um, when I used to run track, I would get on the line. I was a 400 meter hurdler. Not to be funny, but I was the fastest one usually in a race. But I'm on the line. I'm like, there's no way. Like you're going to lose. Like, you're, like you're, you forgot how to run. Like you're slow. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. The scariest things that I've ever done are the things that I'm most passionate about. And the more nervous I am, the more I know I should keep on doing them. So thank you. But there's one thing. You can clap. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. There's one thing that I will not do. I will not jump out of an airplane. Hell to the no. Uh Uh-uh. I'm so afraid, but I'm probably going to do it because I'm so afraid to do it. I will not do it. I'm like, I, I got to stop thinking about that. But yeah, that's your answer. <laughs> By the way, I love your shoes. Oh, thank you. The first, the first, so the first pair of Louboutins, red bottoms that I ever got was from a uh, quick, funny story. I know we're on the time crunch. Okay. So Lara Ross, I talk about my book. She found me at Equinox. I was teaching a class. And we just became really good friends. And so she always, I would always see her wear these like dope high heels. I went to her closet once. I was like, oh my God. And at this time, I just, I mean, I like sneakers, but I would never get these shoes. And she bought me a pair of Louboutins for my wedding. And then I was just like, well, now that I have one pair. Caesar Caesar doesn't like doing my workouts, but he's here. No, you can pick up the mic. I'm just messing. We had a conversation before. We're just having a good time. So okay. good night. Yeah. Uh, I guess my question is, what's the, the attribute on yourself that helped you the most to achieve success? Um, the the attribute, attribute about myself that helped me the most with my success is kind of what we were just talking about. It's just I thrive in being uncomfortable. I thrive. If it is scary to me or if it's really uncomfortable to me, I just, I'm like, I'm go- like this is going to be amazing. I'm going to learn something. You know they say that you learn something new every day? And so I just really love, it's so weird. I just really love being uncomfortable. It's the weirdest thing. But in addition to that, Scott and I, so over the course of our relationship, he used to be like, you love confrontation. I'm like, no, I just like what happens on the other side of confrontation because everyone's so afraid of confrontation and because they, they, proje- they project this, this horrible thing that's going to happen for me But if I'm in a quote-unquote conversation with somebody that I love, I'm like, it's only going to be better. Like, people, like, when I have to talk to a friend because something's uncomfortable, some people are like, oh, my God, like, I don't want to talk to them. I don't know how it's going to turn out. Like, it's going to turn out either 
they don't want to be a part of your life anymore or you guys are going to be really, really strong together. And so, um, yeah, so like getting uncomfortable. And then in addition to that, it goes back to my grandmother, my grandfather, which I think this, what I'm about to tell you, helped help my relationships in business and my marriage and personal is never go to bed angry, right? And the times that I did, I didn't sleep and it was a horrible night. And so it's like, I never go to bed angry. I do something uncomfortable every day and I speak my mind and I tell like it is trust and believe. And thank you. <laughs> Hi, Ashley. I'm great. So, um, my question was, how do you take away someone's power of control over your emotions? And I think I'll elaborate a little. Yeah. You can so elaborate. like, um, like I know in personal development, a lot of it is like finding happiness, like within yourself and not being dependent on other people. Um, and I think sometimes like we can get to that place, but then we'll start like a new situation or meet someone new. And then your emotions are dependent on how that's going to go or how things are going in that relationship or situation. And I guess it's kind of like, how do you reserve the power like to keep your happiness, even when you're dealing with something that might worry you? Right. Um, there was life before it. And there'll be life after it. <laughs> I mean, we get stuck in these situations because these situations we give power to. Mm -hmm. It's not that people take our power. We give power to them. Right. And so... You know, I was in a controlling relationship before and an abusive relationship before. And what I realized is I gave this person a power, right? Not saying it's my fault, but when I would when I could go back and look at that, I'm like, oh, before I met that person or like on the first few dates, they didn't have my power, right? Mm -hmm. But somehow I let them have my emotions, right? Yeah. And that's why when people say, oh my God, I let this person have my heart. I'm like, no, 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 no. We share this feeling, right? Scott doesn't have my heart. We share each other's heart, right? We intermix the love, right? Mm -hmm. It's like every, every relationship you're in, and some people might, you know, it mixes. It's like oil and water. It mixes. It can be in the same container, but you have to grow individually together. And if somebody's not letting you grow individually while you're with them, then you probably don't need to be with them because nobody can take anything from you because right. y'all were born from two different sets of parents. Mm -hmm. So like I'm like, so where did you? So what part of me did you make? Right. Right. Yeah. Right. But emotions are strong. They and and one emotion carries actually a lot of emotions. Mm -hmm. Love carries so many different emotions, but you have to manage how much you give and receive. Like what is the transaction that's happening between you and this person, right? And so go back into that vault and be like, yo, accidentally put this in the vault. Let me let me take this back out. Mm -hmm. Right. So you can have it for yourself. And most importantly, if you really have to do that, like if somebody's trying to take from you, then they pro you, they're probably not the person for you. Either they're not the person for you or you've given them so much that they believe that they can do that. And if you tell them you can't do this because I feel like it's taken from me, if they are like, you know, I apologize, like I don't want that to be. And they change that part of them yeah. to, to help work with you, then they're good. If they're like, nah, then you're like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's yeah. why, you know, they came up with bye, Felicia. <laughs> There's a lot of Felicias in the world. There's a lot of buys that says bye to her. So it's okay. And mm -hmm. then my mother told me like the most amazing thing. And I'm not sure if maybe, maybe this doesn't pertain to you, but if it's hard to break up with somebody because you're in love with them or whatever, my mom was like, look, there's 6 billion people in the world. 
I'm like, <laughs> it's gonna be someone else. I'm like, listen. listen. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. I'm yeah, like, all right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And it was like the biggest lesson. And I, and, and 18 years later, my mother, or 16 years later, my mom told that to my sister again. She was like, it's, it's like six billion people in the world. Why are you worried about them? It just brought so much perspective because mm-hmm. we put ourselves in this bubble of life, and, and we, we think it's the end all be all, and it's not. <laughs> just gets quiet. I don't even know why I'm up here because she's saying it all. Oh, she got that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. But that's the thing. Like we, we all have the answers, or maybe we just need to be reminded that, that mm-hmm. we do have them. Okay. okay. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Oh my goodness. Okay. So we're bringing back the magic wand. Yes. Okay. So if you had the magic wand, what would be your wish of what characteristic would you like your children to have? One of you and one of Scott. Oh my gosh, this is so crazy. Well, the cool thing is, oh, I don't know. Um, like, I need a characteristic, oh, like part of your personality. I just yeah, what to, do you want instilled in them? What's uh, one of the characteristics? Well, let me go like, at, let me go like fun and then I'll go like crazy. All right, so I go serious. I mean, so one of the things that Scott and I both share is our like, our open open door policy and open arm policy to people. We literally accept people for who they are. Like we really do. Like we don't judge people like, let me tell y'all about this cup. <laughs> Just leave it on the floor. Um, Omar and Annabelle. Uh, one of the things that we have, we don't, we don't think anything's weird, right? Like we can, like we, if we go out to dinner, we used to go out to this place called BBQ and on 42nd Street, you know? Oh, I was like, you want to go? It's a, it's a place called BBQ. Right. B- BBQ, I know. It's a place called B- BBQ on 42nd Street in New York City, Times Square. And uh, our group of tennis friends would go there after playing tennis. And we'd be like, oh, we're going to have dinner. We have drinks. But it would always turn into something deep and serious, right? And it was always just like anybody could share anything about their life. And it stayed in that restaurant. And not like we would talk after we left. And it was like, we were so happy, no matter how crazy the conversation was. We didn't talk about the craziness of the conversation, we talked about how happy we were that people were able to share it with us. So one of the things, and I don't even know if Scott um, knows that this makes me happy. When our doorbell rings or people, somebody walks in our door or when people leave, our boys run to the door. And I think that welcoming, like that's teaching them to welcome people and to you know give them the common courtesy to say goodbye and thanks for coming. And I just, I just love it when people come in our house, like even if they don't know you, they come to the door and they'll, Sandra be like, and Silas will look like he's running to you and then he'll run the other way. But, um, but they do. And then when the babysitter leaves at night, like, you know, one of them might cry or something. Silas is usually get so upset when people leave. But that's like a combination of both of us. It's like they just, that open, open door policy. But in addition to that, uh, I want them to really take Scott's patience and his, you know, I think people use the word methodical as a negative way, but he really thinks things through. He's like, is this going to happen? And, you know, why is it going to happen? And he's, he's a math, a mathematician. So he's like, he's giving a step-by-step equation on let, what is the, what is the end of this going to look like? And I hope they take that from him and like that patience of making sure they're making decisions that are right for them. And I really hope for me that they connect to their emotions and just because they're boys, they, they, it's okay to cry to really, in my opinion, women have, 
really Virgo women for some reason have really been like instrumental figures in my life. And I think the woman is just so powerful. And I just want them to respect women in such an amazing way. But more than that is like, you know, they had two dads. And so the women in their lives, I really want them to connect to them and just open up their heart to love and not have to like, like a lot of men do, like they hide their emotions, um, which is one of the reasons why I really love Lewis Howes. He has this book called The Mask of Masculinity and just him as a person, I've spent time with him. And he's like this six five athlete, but he's such an open, like joyful spirited person and open to his emotions. And so I just want them to carry my emotional love and be like, it's okay to cry. It's totally fine. And Silas is doing a great job of that already. <laughs> Taken after dad. So, yes. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. I appreciate it. So can I trade in my question just for a statement? Absolutely. Okay. So I just want to thank you for connecting with my best friend, who's Jenny S. <laughs> oh. So Jenny has had a journey and... Um, I just think watching her genuinely connect with you through a TV, which is crazy, um, and now watching her watch you has just, um, it's brought me a lot of joy as her friend. I've seen her confidence come back, and and her family is so connected, and I just, I'm crying, and I don't even, I don't know why I'm crying. What <laughs> <laughs> is that? Um, but I just want to genuinely thank you for that because she is such a strong and powerful and good soul. Um, and I think your your soul and energy you're creating is just really, um, you're affecting a lot of people in a positive way. So I just want to thank you for that. Thank you. So we should have a group hug. Oh, we have a group hug. She'll film it. Stop. Stop. Group hug. You're part of my happiness. Come on. All right, cool. That might be a Kendrick. Wait, I'll be at the house together. That's what Tyler says. He says, oh, and he leaves in the house people. Thank you. That's so sweet. So, just real quickly, you have to understand their story. Hello. I think you should tell them the story of what happened tonight and why Heidi's here. Oh, get the mic. Don't give me a mic. We're going to be here. Oh gosh, Alex, we're gonna need another hour. Um, my husband actually, uh, he was supposed to come with me tonight, but we did, our sitter fell through, my mother-in-law couldn't come. And I was kind of dragging him with me because I was like, come on, you know, I really wanna see Shanti. I missed out on the photo op opportunity, tickets from uh, Super Saturday this uh, morning. I didn't have a sitter anyways, so but anyways. Um, but he was like, why don't you take Heidi? I was like, well, she has kids too. It's going to be last minute. And maybe I'm going to have, she can't go. And maybe I'm going to have to go by myself. And maybe I have to put a Facebook post out there and go with somebody I don't know and cry on somebody's shoulder I don't know, which would be kind of okay. So if we're doing that, that's okay. But thankfully, Heidi was able to, um, you know, with her mom's help, come today. And I appreciate that. You know, she's, I mean, this is going to be a love fest, but she is my best friend and uh, she is very supportive. And I think that's so important is to have people who support you in any part of your journey of where you are um, from the very beginning, from when you're self-doubting yourself till, you know, you're taking your progress picture and you're like, I'm about to post my stomach on the internet. And she's like, do it. Because I've never worn a two-piece bathing suit in my life and I took a sports bra picture and I was nearly dying with the flu and I did after my first round of Transform 20 and I mean it was a small transformation but it was a transformation after having a baby nine months ago <sighs> and what you do for so many people and I'm sure this is just a small tidbit of people who you impact every day and your words are so powerful and you are just amazing and so blessed.
So thank you. We thank you. <laughs> Shanti, everyone. Thank you for joining me on this season of Trust and Believe Transformation Stories. This season, we're doing something a little different in efforts to keep you inspired, motivated, and to hold you accountable. It's one thing to listen to the podcast, but it's another thing to take action on your daily transformation. So look at this season as a course in your personal transformation. Every other week, the episode will challenge you to take action steps to further enhance your personal life journey so that you can have constant progress. All you need to do to take action is to go to shantfitness.com slash safe space. There you can download your worksheet of the week. By completing these assignments, you will continue to stay present by enhancing yourself and your life. To join the safe space community, just fill out the information provided on the site and you will have access to monthly confidence building seminars, access to my live motivational talks, and each month will feature a guest speaker to help you sustain positivity in different parts of your life. Again, go to shantfitness.com slash safe space, a community of positive people that are here to help you grow. For Trust and Believe listeners, use the coupon code TRUST at checkout and get one month free. That's shantfitness.com slash safe space and use the coupon code T-R-U-S-T. Welcome to the safe space. <laughs> Number 24. 24. How do well hang on first? I just want to say thank you for being you. Oh, thank you. And my question is, how do you keep people from quitting who you know are capable of conquering their minds? Right. So when people tell me I want to quit, I'm like, instead of saying quitting, I say, go ahead and take a break. They're like, I want to quit. I'm like, just take a break. And they'd be like, what? Because I'm not telling them to quit. I'm saying take a break. Because clearly you need to take a break. But if you ever listen, when I tell you, when you take that break during your workout, as long as you say to yourself, I can do this, it's what you do with the break. Because it's, people don't really want to quit. They don't want to quit. They still want the result. They just need a minute. You ever just need a minute? It's like, I need a minute. Or a few. <laughs> or a few. Right. And so when somebody wants to quit, it's like, just take a break. And usually when you give them the freedom, right, because a lot of times in fitness and health and diet, especially people feel trapped. And the only time people go to prison prison is when they did something wrong. So why are we putting ourselves in prison with our fitness and nutrition? Right. So somebody wants to quit, just say, take a break. And then. When they take that break, just say, remember, you're not behind bars. Like You are in control. And don't go so fast. Because a lot of people say, I, I, I quit. Like, I'm not working out. Like, this is too much. I'm like, for 20 minutes? <laughs> you, just, you were just gossiping for 20 minutes, right? Okay, cool. Well, give me five. Do something. Like, Get out of the bars. Like, get from behind bars. Like, do something. Do you mind if I tell you why I asked this question? I don't mind at all. Okay. So, I, long story short, my transformation before I started my journey was completely living under a dark cloud of depression and anxiety and thought that my family would be better off without me. Mm -hmm. Um, I married and I have four boys. So, um, 
I see so many people that are capable of that transformation. I share everything. And I feel like there are so many people that are capable of that transformation. Sometimes I feel like I want it more for them than they do. And they get to that point where they give up. And you can see that they're capable of that transformation. But this happens and the excuses and they give up. And you are just like cheering them on. There for them. You know they're capable of it. And they're... And sometimes... Here's the great thing. So your transformation and you getting through it, right? Because you went through something that is was mentally extremely tough and you got through it, right? But sometimes, sometimes that is pressure to them. Instead of you just being like, okay, like do every other day, right? And Scott used to do that to me. He used to try to fix my problems. And I'm like, I really don't want you to fix, like, I might be asking you for help. I don't want you to fix my problems. I just want you to be there, right? Because, you know, most of the time when someone asks me something, I'm like, so, again, it's not the thing. It's the thing. What is it? It's not that they want to give up. It's probably too much for them at the moment. Or maybe they feel pressure. Because that's why I tell people when, when we talk about a spouse that, you know, we tell them, like, oh, well, they need to work out. Well, don't be a fitness bully. Like, it's okay. And I'm not, I'm not saying this to you in a negative way, but I'm saying, like, what you overcame is so powerful. But if you're pushing them to do more than they want to, it becomes a negative. So it's really okay. Probably what you do with your two boys. You said you told me earlier that your boy got into peacock fishing or something like that. Right? Wasn't that you? That and, uh, and you're like, what is that? You didn't say no. You said, great. Going down. I'm going to hang out with Sean T. Right? You're just riding along. The journey. You're a support. You're a supporting actor, right? So everybody needs a supporting actor. A lot of times, as coaches, we are to other people. We are, you know, we're the. What do they call it? The lead actor in the movie. When really we sometimes need to be the supporting actor. We need to be right there with them. I listened to this podcast one time called um, "This Is Love," and so this woman was out in the water swimming. She was a professional swimmer. She was like 16 years old. And she was doing her morning swim for the day. And a a baby dolphin came up next to her because the dolphin lost its mother. And she swam for hours next to this dolphin. And so I get the chills because she said in the, toward the end of the podcast, she's like, sometimes people like, they just need to know that you're there with them. You might not be able to speak the same language, but if you're there with them, it's just so powerful just to be next to somebody. And a lot of times, and they didn't like, a dolphin doesn't speak English and a, and a human doesn't, doesn't, can't communicate with a dolphin through sound. But when people know that you're just next to them, it's, so, it's sometimes so much more powerful than words. That's why, like, you can ask everybody on my, my team, like, I'm such a hugger. If I was in a corporate world, I'd probably get in trouble by <laughs> HR because I hug people. But I'm just like, some people, it's just like, you need to, you know, you need to be there with them. And so the thing is, for that person, or maybe you have a, a, a challenge group, it's just to say, this is a no-pressure week. I just want to let you know that I'm here, with, here for you, but I want you to drive the conversation of what you're going through and create the safe space. And that's what I do in my online community. I have a safe space because it's not about answering the questions or putting your, your journey onto them. It's just being there with them. 
right? And your journey enough, because I'm sure that person has heard your journey, is powerful enough. But also, say, don't quit. Just take a break. Just take a break. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I know you're going to hate this question, but did you play volleyball? No, I didn't. Because I'm tall. Yeah. I usually get that or basketball. I know. <laughs> I play golf, actually. Oh, well, golf is but. good, too. I like it. I just was like, I was like, oh, she plays. She plays golf. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. It's okay. Um, can I actually see that? Oh, yes. <laughs> There's a lot going on. Question number 25. I wanted to ask you that earlier, not in front of everyone, but since That's it's okay. my only opportunity. So. <laughs> okay. Um, what made you decide Transform 20 was... Um, the program to have people dig deeper into the mental aspect of fitness compared to um, your other programs in the past. I'm so glad you asked that. Okay, so um, I put it over here. Uh, The reason why I developed Transform 20, and this goes back to a lot of people think, uh, a lot of people thought I left Beachbody because I wasn't developing a program. And so I don't feel like I need to come out with a program every year. And I realized that by doing that, you know, I don't actually give myself enough time to sit back and look at your results, your mental results, your physical results, how much you actually sustain the results, that before picture again, right? And I don't think I gave myself enough time to look back and be like, I mean, yes, people were submitting before and after pictures and program after program was changing people's lives. But for me, in order to be able to do the service that I do in terms of fitness, I need to sit back and look and say, okay, what are, what are people really getting from this? And so scrolling through social media, and I per, listen, I think everything in fitness is great. I think the shake weight is great, because I'm like, listen, I'm like, if for the last two hours I had y'all doing this up here, y'all be tired and you be sore tomorrow, right? I think all fitness is great, but what is fitness missing? Well, I think that fitness, like intense, high intensity fitness is missing something that yoga has, which is the mind body connection. And so for me, I was like, how can I bring that mind body connection to, to fitness, to people who like to push hard or like to get, you know, beat up by Sean T or whatever. And I was like, well, really at the end of the day, it's conquer your mind. Cause the only reason why you're not motivated, the only reason why you want to quit, the only reason why you keep giving up is because you haven't beaten here, right? And so this wins, but it can win in a positive way or it can win in a negative way. Here's the thing. 
This happens in two ways. If you conquer your mind, you can transform your life in a negative way, or if you conquer your mind, you can transform your life in a positive way. And that's why conquer your mind is on top. Because this needs to be the power up here, conquer your mind. And so for me, I sat back and I was like, there was the thing of like, what is fitness and what, what, was, a, what was a major milestone that happened in the fitness industry? that people are used to that needs to be changed. And I was like, well, step class. I was like, yeah. and I have some friends that teach some dope ass step classes. You know what I mean? And even the gifted one that he does hip hop step, like extreme oh, yeah. hip hop. I'd be like, ah, this is living. <laughs> but, um, but I'm like, you know, it's cool. Like it's fun. But for me, I was like, how can I make this platform, this plateau, which everyone hates a plateau. They're like, how do I beat a plateau? Well, let's work out on a plateau. Let me show you what you can do with a plateau. So the physical part of it is if you're constantly stepping up with your arms, your legs, and your abs, then change is going to happen physically. But what I know is that the burn, the burn is going to be there. And when burn starts to happen, that's when people want to take breaks and quit. And so I'm going to burn you every day. And so what are you going to do when that burn is there every day? And that way you constantly have to do what? You have to step up. And the more you step up, the more you use your mind. That's why the first phase is the commit phase. Let's learn how to commit first. I don't care if you finish the workout or not, just stick around and listen, right? Then we get to the climb phase, okay? Now we connect to the, to, let's get, make it a little harder. You're used to what's happening. Let's make it a little bit harder. Let's climb, and then we're going to conquer. Everyone thinks conquering is passing, um, running to the finish line, but for me, conquering is what's happening now after you finished, right? How do you conquer your mind and go beyond? That's what sustainability is. And I just wanted, you know, I wanted to do that because for me, I don't, I really don't, like, I don't enjoy, like, killing myself like this one does, you know? He loves an asylum. I don't like that shit. It's crazy. But what I like, what I like is this. I love being like, oh, my God. Like, if I'm, like, I teach the our, our team a lot, like, you know, I'm running through programs or workouts, and I'm like, like, I'll stop. They'll keep going, and I'll be like, oh, my God. And they probably think like it's only because it's too hard. And I'm like, this is so great that I have to push myself to this level. Because if I push myself to this level, then I can continue to believe in myself. That's why I developed Transform 20. Thank you. Thank you. Three so I've been marinating, marinating on this question probably for about four hours. Oh. Not knowing exactly what I wanted to ask. Okay. I feel like I've been, I've accomplished a lot when the last 10, 15 years between my personal transformation, personal goals, and even going to college and not using my degree. Mm-hmm. And I'm in a good career, but I'm at a spot now. I've stopped Beachbody workouts a couple of years ago, joined a CrossFit gym, tried that, and I felt like it still wasn't enough, that I'm still pushing for more. Even with my career, I'm still pushing for it's a job. And then there's, I'm, I feel like I'm blocked in multiple levels and how to push for, I, I've started adding some meditation workouts, but I have, I've done one workout in probably three months. One meditation workout no, or one workout, one workout exactly, at my house. I even have a whole room set up where I used to do your workouts. Uh, first, my first workout was a bootleg copy of P90X. Not a bootleg, Tony, I'm sorry. <laughs> it was then two, three, and then all of your workouts. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> what's interesting is um, you said, what's interesting is you said you've added meditation, but you've done less. 
I've done less workouts, yes. Right. So why do you keep adding? Why don't you, why don't you downsize, right? Go back to focusing on one thing, whether it's in your job, like focus on one thing. If it's your workouts, stop doing many different things. If it's CrossFit, it's CrossFit. If it's insanity, it's insanity. Focus on one thing, because a lot of times what we do is, and, it's, and you can let me know if I'm on the right path, but a lot of times what we do is because we can't find that thing, we add more things. And then when we add more things, it stacks a lot of weight on our shoulders, and then we have a really hard time committing to something, right? Or what you do is you write down everything that you love and write down one thing that you love about each of those things and find out what is that one thing that encompasses all of these things together and find out what it is. And that's why I said to Omar, I was like, like we can train, like use this as a training tool to do something else, right? You can utilize a lot, you know, I create a hybrid calendar instead of trying to do it all. I'm like, Mondays I'll meditate, Tuesdays I'll do yoga, Wednesdays I'll do insanity, Thursdays I'll do CrossFit, right? Make, the other thing is make it creative. I talk about that in my book. Uh, one of the superpowers is to be creative. So instead of stacking your life with all of these things, be creative and figure out how to utilize all these things that you really like to do. And then, and then just like, just, and that's how you downsize. And then eventually you'll figure out, oh, like, this is what I want. And you can do that in your job. You can do that in relationships. Cause when you're out there dating too many people, guess what? Nobody's going to be the one cause you're out there being fast. Right. <laughs> so just find, find like, what is, what is, and even if you're dating, it's like, okay, so what kind of guys am I dating? What's, or girls? What am I working? What's not working? What is the common denominator of all these things that I, these people that I like that I've been out with and why is it not working? Okay, cool. Like these are all things. This is what I'm looking for. Do that in your workouts. Do that in your life. And then if you do, then you can find commitment to something. But when you add too many things, it's like you get overwhelmed and then you don't want to do anything. And that's where I find myself looking to see what I've accomplished. And I kind of want to find that person back, like to work out five, six days a week to actually do more meaningful work on my off time to progress my life where I design it on my work days. And then when my off days come, I don't do it. But they're called off days. But I don't work on myself, I guess, more. I think I work more in my job than I do in myself. Oh. Well. And it's a very demanding work for okay. 911 dispatching. Yes, that's heavy. That's heavy. But I'm sure in 911 dispatching, they want you to come in and have a clear mind. So how do you work with your employer, employer to say, in order for me to come here and be level-headed, because the ultimate goal is to, to save people's lives, I need time for me. And how do you work that out? But it's not on them. It's how do you go about the communication you do with yourself and what you actually do with your off time, and then being able to relay that to the person that's going to help you achieve that space that you need and time to give to yourself. It takes a lot of work, but it's actually just maneuvering what it is that you already know and then just connecting to the things that you want to do. And I actually gave up an overtime shift to come here. I almost didn't come. Now, I guess the question is, do you work overtime because you need the money or do you work overtime because you need something to do? Probably both. Okay, well, balance it out. But I can always, I mean, if I put myself, I'm putting myself more in a budget now, so if I do that, I won't need the overtime. Okay. So budget time for you. It's priceless. It is. All right. Thank you. You airdropped it to me. A little Team Shanti banter. Don't worry about it. Hi. I just want to say I love you again. I love you um, you've made you. a huge difference in my life, not just physically, but mentally and emotionally. So I thank you for that. Um, 
I read your book after my first round of Transform 21. And before starting Transform 20 round two, um, I read through it all and I loved your truth bombs and I made a huge connection with every single one. Um, And my favorite was dealing with the worst that can happen can prepare you to chase the best that can happen for the rest of your life. Mm. So I'm asking you today, what's your favorite truth bomb, whether it's in your book or not, and why? Uh, My favorite truth bomb is perfection is temporary, change is constant. Um, because I, I just believe that the world in itself, the scientific, the earth itself is, is constantly changing. And so, you know, there might be people who are religious and there might be people who are like science. There might be some like, you know, um, God created heaven and earth and there might be some big bang theory people, but regardless, there's change that happened. If he created heaven and earth and he created Adam and Eve, where are we today? Right. And the Big Bang Theory from that science, like this from this this explosion, like we're here today and we are constantly changing in mind and body and health. And I mean, like, you know, in terms of sickness. And so we now doctors and scientists are creating cures like the world is constantly changing. People are about to fly to Mars, not me. But, you know, it's constantly changing. But the thing is. When we see something for the first time, when the iPhone first came out, there were a lot of people who were like, oh my God, this is the perfect phone, right? But when the iPhone 2 and 3 and 18 and, and 1000 <laughs> comes out, it's still the perfect phone, right? No, but perfection is temporary, but it's constantly changing to be better. And so that constant is whether you're going through something really tough in your life, at this moment, change is good. And it's constant. And when you push past that barrier, like you'll reach another level of perfection. It's only going to happen for a minute because, you know, when we were in school and we used to take this, the spelling test at the end of the week. And you're like, Mom, Dad, I got 100. My mom was like, well, you got 10 more words next week. <laughs> so you better get your ass in that room and start studying again. Right. And so there's joy in finding those perfect moments. But there's also work to be done. Right. And I know you're about to have a great moment. It's going to be a tough moment, but it's going to be a great moment because then you're going to have to you're going to have time and the joy to do work on the internal you. Right. And then have constant change there. Right. All right. So that's my favorite (laughs) truth bomb. And the other thing that I'm doing is right now I'm creating a truth bomb journal where I'm also going to turn into an audio book where I'm going to read the truth bomb and give my reason beyond the book. Or what that truth bomb means to me. So I can't wait to buy yeah. it. <laughs> I'm probably gonna have to send it to you. All right. And thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much. Thank you. I believe people come into your life for a reason. 2012, my sister was diagnosed with cancer. She was 39 years old. 39 years young. That's when I started my first round of insanity. I did four rounds after that. Yeah, I'm like Omar. <laughs> <laughs> and since then, um, I mean, before that, my mother died, my grandmother died, my brother had, I mean, I just, four or five people in my family have cancer. So you would think that would scare me, and it has, because I've lost 60 plus pounds, I've yo-yoed up and down, but I self-sabotage myself all the time. I emotionally eat, I, I fall into the depression spell, I also have, you know, health issues, aches, pains, frustration, and I, can, I am the biggest cheerleader. Like, I'm actually here to ask a favor for you to sign this book for my friend who is a survivor of molestation. Um, And I love my team and I support them. 
And I tell them, you know, how to eat, what to do. And I preach, but I'm full of shit because I myself do not follow my own advice. Mm. So when I see that arm and, I, and it says conquer your mind, I know what it takes. I know mindset. And I, you know, I followed you in Orlando, Transformed America. I mean, all over the place. Shalene Johnson's Marketing Impact. Like, I drawn myself in personal development. But I believe it for everyone else except for myself. And I don't know why. Um... So I guess my question is, what would you advise? How do you advise to conquer your mind? Like, how do I get out of my own way? How can I conquer that? Uh, so I have a question. I hate answering a question with a question, okay. but I have a question. Sure. Um, you just talked about a lot of people passing away. Yes. Um, and you had weight loss. And yes. you had, you know, uh, did you deal with all of these things? I'm dealing with it now. I didn't deal with it at the time. Okay. I will admit. Right. And so now you're dealing with a lot at once. Yes. Right. So what you're hearing from myself, Shalene Johnson, and all this, this is hope. Yeah. Right? But you have to put hope into action. Exactly. Right? Because I was able to suppress my molestation for a very long time until someone loved me. Yeah. Because the molester said that I was his favorite person. He loved me, right? So right. I equated love with, with that. Right. So when someone loved me for me and not because they wanted to feel me and touch me and take exactly. advantage of me, that's when the egg cracked, mm. right? Right. But it wasn't until I dealt with it mm -hmm. that I really realized it. Everyone around me thought like, oh, everything is really great. Everything is really happy. Like this guy is like, has this great personality. But right. I didn't even know that this was, like this negativity was looming mm -hmm. in the shade, yeah. right? So you had all this happen, and you come in here, come up here, you sit down. I can tell you're very positive. You probably have a great personality. People probably love being around you, going out to have a little drink or whatever. Oh yay! Hey. But hey. right, <laughs> yeah. but all of those those people that you lost yeah. and the weight that you lost needs to be dealt with. Oh yeah. And here's what I can promise you: it's okay to grieve, and when you go back to grieve it, and when you go back to think about it, and when you when you work your way through it, mm -hmm. then not only will you be everyone's biggest cheerleader but you will be your biggest cheerleader that takes and puts things into action. And you can right. utilize all of these things that you're hearing. Right. Because you know what they say, in one ear and right out exactly. the other. When you're not dealing with what's happening on the inside, that's exactly what's happening. Exactly. Because otherwise it's just a show. Yeah. And why do a show that you're not getting paid for? Right? Exactly. And the payoff is happiness. Yeah. So like deal with it. Yeah. And it is okay. It's okay right. to deal with it. It's okay, it's okay to go there, go yeah. deep. Do you have a therapist? I don't. I'm looking for one because I've had to be strong for everyone else in my family. And now it's like I got I to gotta work on me. Gotta like really dig deep. Dig deep. Dig deep. Yeah. No pun intended. Yeah, pun intended. <laughs> pun intended. Okay. It's great. Like, you're yeah. a, you know, you have, you have what a lot of people don't have out there, yeah. right? You have a, you, I think we all here today, while we might feel like we are in a space where we're we're reaching to find something different. We are actually in a much better place than a lot of people are. Because maybe at this moment, not everybody in here thinks that they trust and believe in themselves, but actually you do. Because you're present enough to not just show up for me, but you're present enough to share what's happening on the inside, right? And we're, we're, mu we're, we're much better off than a lot of people. There are people out there who are like literally like pushing these things that are bothering them like to the wayside, as my grandfather used to say, right? And they're swimming through life and they're really trying to hold their head above water. When really, if you deal with those things, the negative water can go lower so you can stand. And like back in the day, they say, wait in the water. It'll be a joyful moment. 
you know, there's always going to be negativity. There's always going to be that water, but you don't always have to fight to tread to hold your head above water, right? And so when you deal with the stuff that's deep, yeah. right, then you'll unclog those, those, uh, the drains. Right. And the water and negativity will start to go out. But it's down there. You got to go down there and all that, all that gook and all that stuff. Mm. Because like I said, the water is going to be there. But when you can breathe through it, and that's what we have here today. We all have a place to breathe, even though you might not feel that great. Like you can come up here and talk to Sue, right? Mm -hmm. You can do what you're going to do. Yeah, I mean, you can start this new career in fitness. You can be that best friend. You can accept that best friend, right? You can do these. You can take what you knew and what you love, and now you can push yourself beyond. You can modify the modifier and call her Annabelle, right? You can just be that joyful person that maybe that person in your family just wants to live off of that energy. What I'm saying is, here is we all are providing something, right? We're providing something. We're providing ourselves the belief that it's not our fault, right? We're providing our family with the love and joy that we're doing something with our lives so that they can maybe help us too. I can go to each and every one of you and, and say, you're doing something for the world. You can fly from Chicago to be here with Sean T, right? right? By yourself, right? The comfort zone, the comfort zone is like a glass ceiling. Keep shattering it. Keep, sh keep shattering it. That's how you trust and believe in who you are. By just knowing who you are, believing who you are, and going deep and dealing with it. Because when you deal with it, the happiness... Mm. Mm. will be priceless. Yeah, and we can strive for happiness, and you might not get there soon, and that's okay. But that's why I'm here. I'm here to listen, to talk, to hug. Mm. Thank you so much for everything. Thank you. Really, and thank you all. And thank you, you all inspire me. Thank you. Thank you. And again, we want to thank our amazing sponsors, Power of Snacks. Ah, I love it. Did you guys try Power of Snacks? You got to go to their website, find their um, store locator. Dry Farm Wine, I got to give Shalene a shout out. And Remy Barton, eh, I'm having a little drink after this is over. But more importantly, I thank you. I thank everybody in here. Without you, I would have stopped doing this a long time ago. I really would have. Um, you really are the driving force to, you know, because for me, I got so sick of people trying to get a six pack. And I, I'm, I'm, more, I'm more interested in what they're going to do with what they've learned. And so, again, that's why I developed Transform 20, who asked that question. Thank you back there, right? I think that's why I did it, because I want to know who you are, and I want you to keep pushing. Because my next program, whatever it is that I do, I want to challenge you in a different way. I want to challenge you in a different way, because you're going to be different. You're going to have progressed. Perfection is temporary, and you will keep changing. And that's the constant battle. Thank you.